you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app and answer a few questions. With Angie, you can book instantly at an upfront price or request and compare quotes from multiple pros so you can find the best price for your project. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 648. Do we have anything in the Nerdist Community Corkboard, Katie? Yeah, we do. Nerdist we have, Community Corkboard. Uh, a theater in Phoenix is hosting a screening of UHF. On Thursday, March 26th at 7.30 p.m. It's only $5. It's at the National Comedy Theater on Longmore Avenue in Mesa, Arizona. And at the screening, they're going to have a wheel of fish to spin for prizes. They're going to have the best spatula contest. Uh, prizes are provided by the National Comedy Theater and Is a local bookstore. Um, you know, it doesn't mention anything okay, about that. No, no but there will be a podcast recording with Educating Geeks. Where you will talk about your favorite characters, scenes, and minutiae of the that? film. That is March 26th at 7.30 p.m. You can go to nctphoenix.com to find more information on that. And uh, also, someone was inspired from the podcast to do something they always love. So they started selling their photography on Etsy. You can check them out at etsy.com slash shop slash balanced pictures. And I looked at them and they're really great. All right. Really nice. And then also, if you're in the Memphis area, come check out Jupiter Comics. Jupiter Comics in Memphis. Yeah, it's a cool place to hang out, play some tabletop games. They have a cafe. You could read comics or just discuss nerdy stuff. And if you mention the the Nerdist podcast, they'll give you a discount on your ne- on your next purchase. Oh, Nerdist! Yeah. Rep- it sounds like a meltdown. Yes, Memphis, so. Nerdist Memphis represent yeah. Jupiter Comics. Um, I, I know a, a nice fellow by the name of Rob Cutner who has a Kickstarter right now for a comic book that he wants to a comic series that he wants to make called Shrinkage, which is basically that uh, tiny nano aliens infect the president's brain. Uh, and try to take over the world. It's uh, written by Rob Kuttner, who's uh, worked on The Daily Show and Conan, and illustrated by John Lucas, who's uh, worked on X-Men and Deadpool. And uh, if you go to Kickstarter, just look up Rob Kuttner's Shrinkage. Um, they're trying to raise uh, thirty grand, and they have 24 days left. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and the artwork looks really cool, too. Yeah. So go check that out. Anything you want to promote? Um, just listen to all of our, our other shows. Chewing It is about to hit their 100th episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't that is actually it. today will be the 100th episode. Pro U is my... Pro U, uh, t- yeah. Tom, Tom, my trainer, Which Tom. Which I love. I think it's great because he's just he's getting people... You know, if you work out, it's good because you can learn st- something new. And if you're new to working out, then he can help encourage you to work out and you can learn how to work out properly. And it's also just like mindfulness and yeah. making decisions that are constructive for yourself. And it's liking a, yourself, loving Tom and yourself. Tom and his pal, uh, John Moretti, and they're good dudes. And, and what's fun now is when I go exercise with Tom, it's like we're talking about podcasting. Yeah. And, and it's and this, every thing, Thursday. That, this yeah. thing that we've been doing for five years, like now he's starting to see what's great about and it from so the other side. he's excited about it. Yeah, he's and great. It's, it's great when hosts are excited because he really, truly loves it. And he's really excited. And, you know, he'll be answering uh, fan questions and whatnot. So, you know, well, he, he, he basically, he just wants to help people. Mm-hmm. Like, he just wants people's lives to be better. That's legit. Like, that's where he gets the most charge is when he knows that he's helped someone make their life better because of yeah. knowledge that he has or mistakes that he's learned from or whatever. And that makes him the happiest, and that's why he's doing it. Yeah, and again, it's called Pro You every Thursday. Now, uh, this episode is Kurt Brownoler, who crushes on At Midnight. Uh, every time he's on, he also has a podcast called The Kale right here on the Nerds Network. Yep. And uh, his web series, Roustabout... Is uh, is up now on? Uh, it's really great. It's on it's cc.com. Cc.com, and it's him. He jet skied from Chicago to uh, all, all the way all the way down the Mississippi and to, ra- uh, to raise, raise money, money for yeah. the Heifer Foundation. For the Heifer Foundation, end. which basically gives livestock to needy families mm-hmm. in Africa. Yeah, uh, and also he's on tour right now. So check out Kurt Brownoler. It's B R A U N O H L E R. 
Yeah, very Kurt, hard to spell. Kurt Brownholer. <laughs> hard to say the first time you read yeah. it. <laughs> Kurt Brownholer. Number 648. Now entering Nerdist.com. Kurt, Kyle, and Jonah's oh. a fucking oh. tall guy convention. Yeah, there's a weird sensation being a tall guy and being lifted up. Like, every time it's happened to me, I start to squirm. Yeah, yeah, like, you're like, this isn't normal! Yeah, yeah. I'm used to this! Well, what do you, um, uh, Justin Willman picked me up once, and just to kind of show off that he's not only... Talented, handsome, and charming. That he also has the brute strength of a man. He's a wizard. He is, and like he like picked me up, and I just like I started to. I was like, fuck, fuck. It was, it's not a good feeling. I can well, pick you up. But also, that's you can't see. Yeah, what's with you uh, guys wanting to pick pick up big guys? Just makes us feel powerful. So if you were you, if you were in prison, you would take out one of us. Biggest guy. You have to find the tallest guy and pick him up so that everybody knows you're ready. First of all, yeah. <laughs> first of all, what makes you think that you wouldn't have been fucked to death by the time I got into prison? <laughs> yeah, there's another reason that you would prey on me because uh, I'm, I'm broken. That's right. I would more to, ways than one. I'd have to. I'd have to pick you up and throw you across the prison yard so everyone would yeah. be like. That, that guy's stronger than he looks. Like, I would yeah. have to be able to prove. I just want the listeners to know that Chris really started to size me up when I was talking about getting picked up. <laughs> I, was, I, I felt like I had Terminator vision on me. It's just a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. It's, just, it's just finding the, per- the perfect nexus of where to pick you up on your body. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Just above midsection. Yep. Yeah. Just like, topple over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, <laughs> Just the, those like small falls that just see that are way worse than they look. Yeah. Yeah, I, just one step. How do you break his leg? That's the worst way to die. Small fall. Small fall. <laughs> a slip near a cliff is the worst. I think. No, no. The worst is the guy who owns Segway who just rode oh. Segway. Off a you know what? I used to think that was speaking so of Segways. I th- come on, guys. I thought that yeah. was so ridiculous um, when I heard about it, and then the first time I was in uh, South Beach, and Kumel and I got on some. Uh, of course, he did on South. They're so fucking fast. Not only that, but they... The first time you get on one, you think that it's going to require a lot of activity on your part. And it's really just a barely leaning thing. Yeah. You barely lean. And it's like, oh, fuck. Uh." And if you put any effort into it, that's when you can get fucked up. Yeah, I I hurt myself on a segue. Really? (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just just like, just tried to jump off. Because I was like, I don't know what's happening. And I jumped off and stubbed my toe. Uh, <laughs> that's like that's the it's the that's the way you hurt yourself in a segue in the lamest way yeah, possible. Yeah. Hey, don't make... <laughs> yeah. You master of the jet ski. <laughs> yeah. I know I can't even take a segue. Now, for people who don't know, yes. you uh, rode a jet ski all the way down the Mississippi River to raise money to buy livestock for uh, for. Poor people. Get wet for goats. Get wet for goats. Uh, I I rode a jet ski from Chicago to New Orleans uh, in June. I'm assuming it was for poor people and not just people who are like, fuck it, I don't got a goat. Like, you just. uh, (laughs) Well, I could use a goat. Where do I sign up? It's for a bunch of my Tumblr followers. I mean, who uh, <laughs> just wanted a goat? No, it's uh, it's for it's uh, through Heifer International. They are a trusted charity, uh, and they create essentially sustainable economies for African families. Uh, so we essentially we set it up so we raised money for five hundred goats and one thousand chickens. So each family would get one goat and two chickens, and essentially they get trained on how to how to milk them and make cheese and yogurt and butter, and so they can sell that sort of that stuff. Is also, a, that is a wonderful incredible. type of an organization to basically you know teach a man to fish. Uh, yeah. By the way, don't fish with a goat. Like, Do it's no. not, don't use it as bait. Don't yeah. go take it as your fishing partner. <laughs> Unless you're fishing for a Tyrannosaurus Rex in and Jurassic Park! Then you're No, that was for the T-Rex. Yeah, yeah that was for the yeah. T-Rex. That's when you go fishing with a goat. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. 
Uh, Good goat. No uh, wonder why you. they want to work with you. Am I, <laughs> the, goats, <laughs> yeah. li- the goats are like, listen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just speak our language We've we'll work with you so you so you rode uh, so to to raise money for this organization you rode all the way down and people sponsored you i assume uh, that- basically yeah we ran an indiegogo to try and raise the money and you know if you, you did all the different stuff you got different you know prizes and what it's not prizes they're incentives yeah. to donate to charity uh and then we uh we shot the whole thing as well and now it is a, a series on ComedyCentral.com. So it's like the whole series is up right now. It's essentially a, a, a movie, really. Right. But That's it's in nine. About. It's called Roustabout. Yeah. Yeah. How was the experience of writing? I mean, doesn't doesn't that hurt your uh, yeah. your man luggage? Oh, no, fucking... yeah. You came back with like all kinds of wrong stuff. Oh, yeah. There was a – well, the, the, the main problem, the main thing I, I, I fucked up was uh, the first day because I'm used to surfing in a wetsuit. And when you surf, you just pee in your wetsuit all the time. Uh, but what you shouldn't do is pee in your wetsuit and then sit in your own urine in a, in, in for eight hours yeah. and when it's hot, when it's 80 degrees so out. So it's just, it's just cooking on your junk. Oh, it's just like – it's just like, uh, like just a, like just throwing your, your dick through a shredder. Like that's <laughs> what it is. Is it really? It's, uh, it was uh, like I couldn't – walk the second day we woke we had to wake up we, we it was a brutal schedule we had to shoot for seven hours take a lunch break and then uh ride for seven hours straight every day um because we had days? to cover like 200 miles a day and um which is difficult like it's a lot of two weeks right it was a, it was seven days. seven days yeah it was seven days oh my god yeah. it was intense and so but you, i didn't know how i would go forward on the second day just because i couldn't walk that's here and so i just had we had an emt there and he just had me just apply all this salve to my oh. areas <laughs> all of this is in the yeah. in the uh, show i didn't know you how were coming look it's on. matt matt just got here enjoy your burrito everyone <laughs> hey matt <laughs> it no it just started six o'clock we just started okay. i know i started a little bit early because kurt was just waiting god damn it. every time he says every time i think it's not it's Mira. It's I always say Myra. I guess <laughs> yeah, gotta say it. Kurt Bran. Kurt Bran. Aller. God damn it. Because you have a because di- you you actually you have a more difficult name than than Myra. I know. Oh, but his is like actually... say my name. Bronoler. <laughs> what? Bronoler. Brown Oler. Fuck you, Mira. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Brown Oler. Brown Oler. Yeah. It's just a name. Brown Oler. From the KO with. Brown uh, Yep. Yeah, there we go. That's right. On the, the nerdist.com. Network, yeah. but you also you came back with a like a rash from oh, the water. That was also a rash from the water. There was, I mean, there was one the section disgusting. The Mississippi turns out is just a garbage. It's dump. basically like the Earth peeing in its wetsuit. It, yeah, <laughs> no shit. Like we had to load in in St. Louis, and it was just it was like uh, for like six feet from the from the river's edge, just garbage. So you had to like go through six feet of. Pure garbage just to get to like where the normal river water was. Oh. It was awful. So, and I swam in that. I was in it every day. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had rashes up and down both legs at the end. And also, it's like kind of like doing squats for like six hours. Of course, it is. Yeah, yeah while a lunatic tries to pull your arms out. Because you're gripping your on too with your yeah. thighs and uh, having to stay up. And for seven hours, I mean, it's a pain in the ass just to drive somewhere for seven hours straight. <laughs> but 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 being but being directly, you're basically just you're straddling a motor. You're straddling a motor the yeah. entire time. Just a bucking horse. Just a, yeah. Yes, yeah. a bucking horse that spews industrial waste out its own ass. <laughs> what were you? Right, yeah. Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you listening? <laughs> Shit tail. Were you listening to podcasts or music or anything? Or were no, you just... I couldn't. I mean, well, because we were shooting during that time. So essentially, what it would be is um, I, we had a chase boat, and I was wired for sound the whole time. So I was just like improvising by myself Whoa. while going at 45 miles what per strange. hour. strange. It was such a weird thing. At a certain point, it got into, and the second day it happened when we like really got south of St. Louis and it became like very beautiful. Like just the constant wind on your face and you doing the same exact thing and nothing changing around you, you automatically go into this kind of like weird trance state. Yes. And uh, yeah. it was actually beautiful. Like ev- that would happen every day. After I like, improv- I would improvise for like three and a half hours just to camera, just me. Yell- no one can hear me except for me and the sound guy, and I'm just like yelling things. And then all of a sudden it would hit, and I would just bliss out for like the last hour of shooting, oh, and it would just be beautiful and it was amazing. But everything leading up to that moment, took six hours to get there. Every to yeah. Get- yeah, exactly <laughs> to get there. Yeah. Did you now? Did you go to the village where this stuff was delivered? And be like, oh, I really hope you appreciate these goats. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For 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 the web series, we had enough money to fly me to Africa. No, <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second. 
I really, I mean, that's why I, I wanted to do that so bad, but unfortunately, yeah, we're. But they're gonna be like a you're, you're gonna be on a painting somewhere, like, <laughs> and like just a, the, 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 prop, no, the prophecy was foretold, just and yeah. on a jet ski, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the ginger father. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy to think about. It was because we we ended up raising three hundred thirty five thousand dollars. We Jesus. wanted to raise fifty thousand, so we're still trying to raise that extra fifteen. Um, but still, even thirty five thousand is like three hundred and fifty families, which is kind of difficult for me to conceive of. Like, oh, three hundred fifty families like get something, wow. and it wasn't. You know, that's, that's just I. I didn't do that. The people who donate can people did still that. donate. Yeah, they totally can. If after every episode, there's a link to go to heifer.org and donate. That's amazing. Well, yeah, listen, so nerdist cool. podcast listeners. Yeah, fucking donate. Get in there. Be cool. Get in there. Help out some. People. We don't ask you for money. Unless... Teach a village. Teach a village to sustain itself with uh, with with livestock, goats and chickens. Sure. Also, both animals very funny. <laughs> <laughs> goats and chickens. I, I can't think of two funnier animals. Yeah. They make is, a great odd couple. It is kind of like that the, when we talked to those people at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation that like uh, they the initiatives they set forth to like just give people banking so they can sustain like, right. their own little. You As know. opposed to just being like, here's here's money, good luck. Yeah, you know, like because yeah. I think some I think there are some some people don't even exactly know what if you just give them a pile of money, they're like, what where do what do I? And then it goes away. I would be and, dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy a boat and then I'd die. Those, those, those people are called comedians. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know how to spend money. Exactly. Yeah. Don't give me a lump sum. Goats for comics. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I had to pay taxes on this? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the crazy no, you thing... You gave me the money. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing that's driving me crazy right now is, of course, don't read YouTube comments, but I have been. No. And um, the main thing that always annoys me is, like, the first comment is always like, couldn't you just take the money for the, this TV show and give it to charity? I was I'm like, no, I'm not... And that's not what I I'm not I'm making a thing <laughs> I'm making entertainment I was supposed to make this an interview show and instead we decided to make it for charity no we couldn't have just done that because then this TV show wouldn't yeah. exist why don't you t- take that energy where you're com- commenting on YouTube and go out and feed a homeless person like <laughs> why don't you well, that's why I was so out beautiful. of the black box that's <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful about the thing you did it was that like it was it was entertainment and it also helped people and it was also just a neat personal experience for you yeah it's, it was such a neat thing because some some sometimes because uh, uh, I'm sure people are aware of this, but if not, uh, Kurt does. Uh, there, I mean, I guess I would call them comedy stunts, like public public comedy pieces. Yeah, like pieces. With, that's a nice with word. the. Um, uh, get, get, have raising money to have a skywriter write uh, "How do I land across the Los Angeles sky?" Yeah, did why that? don't you just pay for the skywriting yourself? And you go get a fucking pilot's license. <laughs> why couldn't you put? <laughs> why couldn't you put a bag of gold on that plane and fly it over? Or to, give people gold bullions. Why can't you teach? <laughs> why can't you teach goats to fly so they can um, crop dust their own fields? Yeah, why don't they already do? Why don't you just put a pilot in danger and so he feels like he has to do that? Uh, <laughs> why can't you just learn alchemy and turn uh, lesser metals into solid gold? Even straw, just straw, just straw into gold. into gold. Why can't you weave straw into gold? Yeah. Why was straw 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 was always the thing that people were trying trying to turn into gold, right? Well, no, what? that was just from Rumpelstiltskin. That was from Rumpelstiltskin. Wow, no, sorry guys. Yeah. Apology no, I think uh, alchemy, you're trying to There turn. is a long history of uh, people dying uh, trying to turn things into gold from toxic chemicals <laughs> I didn't understand. But not yeah. cash for gold! You can turn gold into cash. <laughs> That's the opposite alchemy. <laughs> That's the alchemy, yeah. That's the, Wait, what are you the doing? Wrong... We worked so hard for this gold, you're just <laughs> turning it into paper? Yeah, I turned yeah. it into iron and paper. Yeah. But depending where you are, the paper's worth something. Yep. Unless everything goes to shit. There we go. Did you get in Unless trouble for the... Did, was there any... Can you get in trouble for any of that stuff? They... The, um... The 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 the, play, the skywriting no because I the I got like the cheaper skywriting like the sure. four thousand dollar one and not the ten thousand the ten thousand dollar one is five planes and they all kind of like fart out these wow. like di- like almost like digital it looks like digital printing in the sky right. and that stays up for a while because they're jet jets right and I got the one that was like the loop de loop old timey plane sure. and every letter <laughs> would come up into the sky. And then before he started the next letter, that letter would blow away. Oh, no. Yeah. Basically, he's made for temporary hearts. He's made for temporary hearts, not for <laughs> 10-character messages. Yeah. But we did take a photograph of each letter and then actually 
like put it together to see what it would look like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Which is a cover of your album. Which is a cover of my album. Yeah. So yeah. were people were people mad for who I only got two only got two tweets of like did a pilot just like who I, of people I didn't know. Right. So strangers. I wish I had gotten I wish I had done the ten thousand dollar one, but I just didn't have that much money. What were yeah. some of the other yeah. ones? Uh, Wait, hang on, did what was the what was the tweet? Did a pilot what? Oh, uh, d- is a pilot in trouble? <laughs> they took a photograph of it. <laughs> oh. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping, there was a part of me, not hoping, but I was wondering if there would be a 911 call. Oh, my God. Uh, just like, I think there's a pilot having a problem. I don't know how to land, but I can fucking write. <laughs> I can do loop-de-loops yeah. spelling yeah. out letters. I'm great once I get up there. <laughs> No. Fly, yes. Land, no. No, no. <laughs> the worst. That was Indiana Jones, guys. That was, yeah, yeah. he was good. Um, what, are, what are some of the other ones? I've been recently, the one that I maybe would get in trouble for is uh, I've been, uh, what were some of the other things, events? Yeah. Uh, I've been taking, buying a beer out of a six pack, drinking it at home. And then, um, and then putting a little note in it with a photograph of me drinking the beer, yeah. saying like, "Whoops, looks I drank your beer." And <laughs> then, and then saying like, "Let me take you out for a beer." Uh, I'm trying to start uh, a beer drinkers club in a, in the most random way possible, like a weird non tantric sex sting, uh, <laughs> and and then putting it back in the bottle, putting the cap back on, sneaking it back in the store, and putting it in the middle of the six pack. Oh wow! So we're tr- I'm trying to meet people this way. It has so you're technically yet. shoplifting. Well, no, I'm buying it and then I'm bringing it back. I'm oh, technically gotcha. just fucking up their inventory. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But people are mad about that one. De- I've gotten death threats about that one. What? Yeah, I don't know why. Because people are like, beer? if you did that to my six pack and I didn't have a six beer, I fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> what neighborhoods? <laughs> the internet. Yeah. Neighborhoods. Wouldn't you know? Like, wouldn't you see that it the beer was empty? Yes, that's the flaw. Well, what it's he's doing. No, it's a dark bottle, so it's a very dark bottle. And when you pick it up, you oh, kind of it's, if it's not like a carton of eggs. You don't go and check every bottle of beer and be like, oh, these and are the all good. And the tops on it looks like legit. That's... Have you thought about? Filling it with like water. I have, you know, someone said put sand at the bottom of it, just so when you pick the it weight, up, it yeah. does the weight doesn't yeah. feel off. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. I don't and know until someone chokes on sand. <laughs> <laughs> What's this paper? <laughs> <laughs> we fished this I, note I, out no. of his esophagus. <laughs> no, it's a new seven killer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Kurt Brennell is in I prison? Should, we call him the message in a bottle killer. I think you should laminate the note and put liquid back in. Laminate the note. That's ironic because the police are here. Water. That was just cut for you this, and me. Cut them out. And in the note, you just say, yeah. by the way, it's Can we just do that? Water. Don't worry. Can we do a lateral slice and just cut it? <laughs> what were you guys talking about over there? <laughs> Joan and I had a party over here. He was saying I should just put water in it and laminate the note. But I've, the only worry I have is that if it's long, if it's there for a long time and the water somehow gets a disease in it, and then the person drinks it, gets sick, and yeah, then they have Kurt, a fucking I don't know note. If you know how water works. No, Waters but water don't can just get diseases. Wa- in no, but yeah. you, but but water, like if it's left out for a while, like if there's bacteria in there, but then you're it can sealing still... the bottle again. But it's, it's not, not a, a, fact- a vacuum seal. It. Have a, I don't have a machine. factory at home. You don't need a factory. You just need a bottle. <laughs> Matt Myru works at a bottling <laughs> yeah. facility. I'm just yeah. into micro brews, <laughs> guys. So. What the fuck just Your happened? Face looks it? like such a bad dog. You look, you look like you look like you look like a dog that was you look like a dog that was surprised by its own bodily emission. Was yeah. it wasn't supposed to, like it, there was. I was hiding a burp, but you guys all dropped the conversation right. You when didn't it was, hide it. But it was just like, was a, like I thought you were fake snoring. That's what I. <laughs> I turned to look and go, oh, Jonah's doing the thing where he sleeps at my stories. No, no, I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I was. I turned my head and tried to. Last keep it night in my mouth. during I didn't the, open my mouth, that was a closed mouth. Burp. Last night during the fifth anniversary podcast, he kept fucking. I don't know what sausage you were eating beforehand, but I just kept smelling your burps. <laughs> yeah, Zaku chicken. Ah, I'll do it every time. It's like the worst thing to eat before you're gonna be. What next to you? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like the best thing I could eat. I feel like ate. the front row was smelling it. Yeah, I, I should. I did not smell it. I'm pleased that I did not smell yeah. it. I would. Well, not I didn't. Have, but... I didn't want to bring it up there. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why I burp so easily. I, I, I do eat, too. I chew a lot. I eat slow. Like I've tried to. I drink a ton of water. I do all these things that say that's supposed to make it burp less, but it still sounds like Satan's in my chest. But do you? But do you do this when you're having a conversation with someone? At, then just burp in your mouth and then blow it. 
tried like out work. the side here, so you're not blowing. You know in their what face. I've noticed is that unfortunately, uh, making out with my girlfriend for some reason, <laughs> the activity of it, like shut up, you just shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> The activity of it, for some reason, activates like just a little pocket of air every once in a while, and so I'm constantly having to like, constantly having to act like I'm going down to kiss her neck, but yeah. blow it yeah. off, the, <laughs> blow it off the side. I always, and then she always catches. She was like, "Why are you burping in my face?" I'm like, "I'm yeah, not. I know I'm disgusting. I burp in the nape of your neck. No, I always. That's the nape of your neck. That's why it happens. I got kiss burps. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I got kiss burps too. But I'm always like, she's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna kiss," and then it's just like, "Oh, I'm just smelling your hair." <laughs> your <laughs> wife bit. goes, "Oh yeah, we're gonna kiss." <laughs> my wife always says that. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna kiss. <laughs> Woo, first, first base. <laughs> Here it comes. Uh, she also says, oh, look it. It's the sex bed. Uh, here comes the pussy train coming in for a landing. Yay. It's a train that lands. <laughs> I did Brown's the train. I did say the train. is coming in for a landing. Yeah. This is really why the... I should not be a sky rider, because yeah. I think trains are planes. <laughs> That's oh. my fault. There was a transformer plane, right? Yeah, or a yeah. GoBot. Was it a GoBot? Well, no, no. Th- there was a lot I of mean, trans- uh, there... sorry, tr- yeah. transformer train plane. Yes, like, yes, flying yes, train. yes. He oh, was a du- yeah. that was that was when they yeah when they issued the uh, the dual transforming right. would fly Holy and then shit. land. Of course, land on a train track because you know <laughs> that's the only place he can land. He could only land on a train track. <laughs> Real limited abilities. I seem to have limited my abilities, Megatron. <laughs> also, at Circling what point? Around. What point does the train become advantageous to the plane? <laughs> Ever <laughs> uh, going quickly into a There's tunnel some in the mountain? Shit going yeah. down in this tunnel. Yeah. Oh, I got it, guys. Coming in for a landing. <laughs> and like whatever they need to destroy was on the other track. I didn't get it. Do you remember? It was on the other track. It was, it was Astro Train, our human Wikipedia. It was yes. a spaceship. Astro- oh, he was like a space shuttle. Space shuttle and a train. Oh, you so know, even less useful than the thing it was. Because yeah. he can't, like, they have to build train tracks on the moon for him. <laughs> Na- I'm sure NASA was like, what a great idea. <laughs> Let's follow this idea for at least 10 years. We could land this on a runway anywhere, but instead we're going to land it on a train track. Yep, that was Astro Train. Astro Train. I'm so happy you know the name. Yeah, Kyle knows a lot of stuff. There's a lot of weird that stuff. That wasn't even Google. It. He's just got a pen no, no, and paper in his hand. A, he does not have a... He just, he just invented the character. Yeah. And then wrote, that's Astro Train. That's that's Astro Astro and everybody's Train. like, that's right! <laughs> I just pulled the Astro Train. Oh. <laughs> Sorry? Pulled a train... I Astro pulled it. Pull. What is it? Like Astro it could be a white train. zombie song. <laughs> Astro, Astro, Astro Train 66. Astro Train. Yeah, Astro Train to come here. Out of board. I made it a John DiMaggio character who always goes down here into this register when he's talking. How that probably is how Rob Zombie talks, right? No, no he, he just talks, talks normal. Yeah. He doesn't. Kind of s- sounds like George Clooney, actually. Doesn't sound like Wait, what you think. What? Wow, really? Yeah. If you listen, never to put that together. Kind of sounds like George Clooney. I've never had the opportunity to listen to them both talk at the same time. You know what? If you call him Bob Zombie, it's much funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Bob Bob Zombie. (laughs) Zombie. Bobby. Bobby Zombie. Bobby Zombie. Zombie. I always call him Robert. Do you? Robert, Robert, Robert Zombie. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. R.W. You guys have to have Bob Zombie on. We're going to have Bob. <gasps> yeah, he's been on a couple times. Oh, God. Well, yeah. next time. Nice try, Kurt. Not knowing <laughs> what we do on the show. <laughs> guys, I've listened to four years and 11 months of it. I missed one month. I'm sorry. <laughs> Doesn't know about Rob Zombie. Doesn't know about Myra's last name. <laughs> this, this cat ain't. He doesn't know. Yeah. Just don't even know, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't even know how it's working. I had a really great time the last time I did Hot Tub. You know, I love the Hot Tub. I have had a couple of experiences there where I've just come off the road and I've been a little too in road mode because mm-hmm. uh, Hot Tub is, you know, as incredible. I mean, it's jam-packed at the Virgil, which is a yeah. gorgeous space. Can skew a little... Comedy hipsters. It's sometimes. East Side, you know. Yeah. It's Silver Lake. Oh, it's definitely comedy hipsters and also young kids who are just like, I want the weirdest thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I, I feel the same thing because I come off the road uh, on Sunday and then I go there on Monday. And it's just – it's actually a good way to rejigger a little bit, you know? I, um, uh, I have this dumb trick that I do sometimes and I find that it works in alternative rooms and I'm embarrassed. But I'm going to tell you what it is. I want to know. Uh, even if I know exactly what the jokes are, I will still pretend to read them out of the notebook <laughs> because it gives the illusion of a little bit of unstructured yeah. as opposed, because if you just come out and just, I, I have found in my experience that if, if something feels a little too polished, mm-hmm. the room doesn't respond to it as yep. well. So I've- I have passed off. Jokes that I just did on the road as being workshops <laughs> yeah. by just looking yeah. at it. What else notebook. is going on? Yeah, yeah. I re- and actually, but there's something about the presentation and the looseness of it which makes them a little more accepting to, yeah. Yeah. to hear the jokes. They want their comedy lo-fi. L- totally lo-fi. I find that I find that I've just been noticing it recently is that and that works in even like club rooms I feel like where it's just not reading it but like just kind of fucking up and going seeming off the cuff for a yeah. little bit even if it's not that funny then you come back to something that's a joke and they're like oh wow he's just thinking all this up in his head right now yeah. do you find do you find a diff- did you find a difference in the hot tub New York audience versus the hot tub Los Angeles audience there was uh, there was the first month we did it because we we've been doing hot tub for 10 years and we've been doing it Kurt here Kristen Shaw. yeah we've been doing it here for two years in LA um, and so the first month that we brought it to LA I would say it was very similar yeah. and then there happened to a thing which was probably for about six months there was a real like I've heard about this. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it was yeah. just a lot of like the, fo- the folded arm. It was yeah. folded yeah. arm, like six months of like quiet. We have to work hard to get them on our side. And now we've settled into there's an audience that comes. I, I, I'm, I don't know if you know this or not, but um, Hot Tub was the show that I did um, two days after, three days after my dad's funeral. Yes, when, that's right. When I came back. And I was booked on Hot Tub, and I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do it anyway. Yeah. I had been booked for a little while, and I came back, and I was like, I'm going to go do it. And I'm just going to see if I talk about it at all on stage. And I did, and it was very – that, that time it actually was very riffy because I didn't know what I was going to say. Yeah. And it turned out to be such, uh, such an amazing experience for me and a very healing experience to be able to talk about it on stage and to be able to – I mean, there were – Parts of it where people got a little like, because, eh, you know, it's yeah. de- death, uh, dead dad stuff. But in general, like, it showed me that they're, they're, they did laugh at a bunch of the stuff. And it did show me like, oh, I, I can actually process this better. It may, I felt so much better just having that experience. I really appreciated having oh, it. That's huge. Yeah. That's, that's so nice to hear, too, that we could at least just be there for, for that moment, you know? Had nothing to really to do with hot tub because you just don't know. You just don't know how it's gonna. <laughs> you know, did, like you were. You, you, you know, just, that. you just don't know how. It's, you just don't know how it's gonna be. It's like, oh, am yeah. I gonna go up on stage and just like burst into tears I'm and it's uncomfortable? Be, or, yeah. 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 You don't know. Uh, but it was really. Uh, it was. It was really nice. And you know, ever since then, I've. I've I really have enjoyed. I've had a nice. I feel like I've had a nice relationship with the hot tub That's audience. That's great. I, re- I, re- I mean, it's it's funny to be like the kind of the new kid in town, you know, a little bit. I mean, we've been here for two years, but it's really nice to hear. Well, it, because great, if the room hadn't been a little comedy snobby and arty, yeah. I don't – I think if that had just been a regular club, I think everyone would have immediately gotten uncomfortable. Immediately uncomfortable. And, and not, you know, because there's a certain um, – you know, I, I think in the alternative rooms – if you you know if the audience senses that you're not being honest or authentic, yeah, that's when they turn on you, and so I think that's why they get a little tight when they feel like, oh, this is your road act because it feels like this is this is not special, this is what you do everywhere, and so. But when you actually do have a real experience to talk about, they're I think they're a little more on board because they just want a little more. They want a little bit deeper than just the jokes, you know. Like they feel like they want a little little bit of something authentic. I mean, I've been thinking about that a lot in comedy in general about like how to give more than just jokes. Do you know what I mean? Right. So that there's actually. Not necessarily that people walk away with a lesson or something, you know, like, because, you know, Bill Hicks used to do that, like, here's a few jokes, and he'd be like, this is the thing I want you to remember, and then he would, like, kind of talk about my life as a roller coaster and everything. Not necessarily like that, but how to just give another layer to the comedy that's, like, uh, affecting on an emotional level, even if, it, even if slight, 
but that rings true. Well, and I and I think that's that's you know we these are just, these are bigger discussions that we've been having on at midnight and bigger uh, philosophical shifts in the type of standup that I'm writing, which is you know I used to think like oh if you if you keep it light and fun then that's you know like it's a comedy show, mm-hmm. but then when you really kind of think about when you go to see. You could go see a comic in a club somewhere, and they could be like a hardcore road warrior, just like joke, 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 joke. Maybe a little shallow. You don't really get to know them as well, but the show is definitely funny. Yeah. Uh, you don't really get a sense of who they are. I think people tend to leave those shows, and it's it stays with them as long as the shallowness of that, where they kind of go... They go, yeah, I saw this comic last night, and someone will go, oh, who? Oh, I don't remember his name. What was the jokes? I don't remember. It's kind of funny, as opposed to if someone has a real something to say and a point of view and a stance on something, then it just it you just attach to. I think you just associate with it a little bit stronger. And so, yeah. you know, we've been experimenting with that in the opening of At Midnight and in the stand up. So I completely understand yeah. what you're saying, and I think it's. I think it's kind of vital if you want to continue to grow as a comedian because, like, it's, I think you fight for so long being a stand-up to just get jokes that are funny and right. be able to to say them on stage and not panic, right? And you fight so long to do that that then all of a sudden when you look back, you're like, I haven't been fucking like I'm, I haven't said anything. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. I've just been trying to get people to laugh. But you know, when I fir- when I heard um, Doug Stanhope's album uh, and then he turned the gun on himself. That one and then his new uh, hour, Beer Hall Putsch, like those together, like Doug Stanhope is the one who changed my thinking on this, like listening to him. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's just, he really wants to say, like he has a purpose as a comedian. And I was like, what is, what the fuck is my purpose as a comedian? You know? And it made me start thinking along those lines. Yeah. Because I I think, you know, in, in general, almost anyone can write ad joke. Yeah, like and get up, you know, and tell a joke to their, you know, but but no one else can be you, and that's where you really, you know, like some of the comics that are my favorite comics, you cannot imagine anyone else telling those jokes. Like if you're watching Maria Bamford, there's no one else who could be telling those jokes because they're such an organic expression of who she is and how her like what it's like to be in her head. Yeah, and that's that that that's you know, and and, and I do love. I do love good joke tellers, but you know th- those are the ones where you you keep thinking about it after you after you go home. Yeah, you know the only person I would say that that's not true for that I that I was just like because I'm trying to think in my head is there an exception to this rule? I think it's like Emo Phillips. Have you guys yeah. seen Emo Phillips yeah. before? But, but 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 I feel like the way that he expresses the yeah. jokes is it's is so an, specific is an expression of at least who that character is. Yeah, you know, like he he de- it's. The jokes are like wordplay and and uh, but I do but I don't think it's just uh, it's not just like oh the, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna trick you into thinking that the punchline's something else and it's this surprise it's it's definitely an expression of of that character that he's built up you see I think there's so much more that you see behind the jokes yeah, uh, yeah. about who that guy is he still yeah he still does say a lot with his humor like he does have a lot of commentary but he you know dresses it in weird half stories or situations and yeah. jokes like there's the one from equals emma square where he's like it's like oh oh i met a man who said he was like this religion and then, then he starts breaking going like oh wait, are you the you know western southern baptist or you know this southern baptist oh the me too are you this thing or that and it keeps on going literally for like a minute and a half it's just like more like it's like and it gets down to like which side of town the church was on, and then like he says, like oh I'm on this side. He's like, and then I go die heretic, and I <laughs> shot him. <laughs> That's what Which is like a good commentary on like it's like no matter what place you find yourself, you'll always find a way to like hate the other person. Yeah, he just got, yeah. got pitched for at midnight, and, and yes. I was like, oh, do you want emo? Uh, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm like all That's, caps, yes, yeah. It oh should my be God. him, uh, Weird Al, and Judy Tenuta. Oh, that'd oh, be amazing. Judy yeah. Tenuta, that'd be like remote Judy control. Tenuta. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> is Judy touring at all still? No, I, I think she is. Judy is, yeah, she's around. Yeah. I loved Judy Tenuta. I thought she she was such an interesting, fascinating. In the eighties, she, I feel like she was doing something that I mean, like she had this character, this like you know, I'm this guy, I'm, I'm dressed like a princess, you know, but uh, but some of her jokes were really dark. 
but she got away with it because of her presentation. But when you yeah. kind of when you peel back the layers, like that's a really dark joke about suicide, or that's yeah. a really dark All, joke. A about- lot of like that era in the eighties was like big characters, or uh, you know, like silly characters, but like saying really cool stuff. Like Bobcat was essentially a character. Yep. Emo, uh, Judy Tenuta, um, uh, what's uh, the Affleck duck? Um, what Gilbert Gottfried? Gilbert Gottfried, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam Kennison. Like, Sam Kennison. Just like I, these like huge characters, but at, you know, like that you can kind of Dangerfield. Just, Danger and danger my, my, earlier, my like, guess, a very specific 80s. Yeah. My stuff. guess about that is that there was such a during the comedy boom there was such a there was such a glut of clubs and 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 comedians that you know you basically had seven to ten minutes on stage to make the audience remember you as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. and so coming on with a. It's so much easier to to get on stage like I'm this crazy character as opposed to I'm a guy. Here's what I'm about. Here's some jokes. By the time you do that, then you're you've almost all of your time is gone. If you want to see the most one of the most cliche like it's like if when you think of like 80s coked out like sleeves on the jacket pushed up. Yes, I do want to see that. Um, uh, I can't remember which which if he's on a young comedian special or what, but it's uh the the neighbor friend, the kind of poor man's Dan Aykroyd from The Burbs. Uh, Rick Dukeman. Yeah, it's like it's like I, I found this clip of him where he's like kind of coked out, sweating, sleeves pushed up, skinny tie, and just like all the like every joke was like, oh man, if someone were doing a character, this is exactly what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick Dukeman was uh, with Rick Overton, the two drunk guys in Groundhog Day. That's right. Yes, yeah. yes, he did that too. He's he's like scattered throughout a bunch of small parts in a lot of movies. I always I always loved the Amazing Jonathan as well. well yeah, I, like I I loved. I loved the Harry Anderson and the Amazing Jonathan. Some of the, and of course, Penn and Teller and Joel Hodgson. Like, yeah, Joel Hodgson, guys who would. Who's you know, the guy that's on? Uh, I think he's at Harris now with the Goldfish. Do you know the magician comedian guy? Um, Doesn't that John- Amazing Jonathan have a Goldfish thing? No. Is that John- no, Jonathan? Not Jonathan? He's not performing in Vegas. Jonathan. I thought he was. No, guys, the guy I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll look. Look it up. And then I'll think about it. Look it up on your internet phone. I will. I will. You can totally look it up. Would you? Would any of you be happy? Ending up a Vegas comic because there's yes. a, would you really? Of course you would. Uh, Fuck yeah! Because I think there's a little bit of a stigma to it, like Vegas comic. But I do think that in recent years, it's sort of like it, it's it's loosened up a little bit. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I don't think I could do it. only because of just, like just coming out of doing doing seven shows in a row at a place where it's kind of like people are just coming to see comedy and not necessarily to come see me. Where like that kind of feeling that I have every night, I don't know if I could do that every single day for years. Where every night you have to start off with like, here's why it's okay to like me. Mac yeah, King. yeah, yeah. What is Just it? Matt King. Oh, Matt King. Uh, do you remember oh, Matt King? I, I don't remember. You don't remember him? King. No. I always thought he was fucking hilarious. Do you remember that? No. I'm I don't surprised that wow. I don't remember this guy. No. <clears throat> Matt I don't King, know if, if you're out there, I, I think you're very funny. I don't know if I could. I feel like it's even a fight. I feel like no matter what level you're at, if there's a certain point where it's just like these tickets are being sold to people who don't necessarily want to see comedy tonight, they just want to do something. Yeah. Then you're just like the thing. You're distracting them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even just doing casinos normally is very difficult because it's everybody's lost. Everybody. That's why they're there. They lost money. Get to like the level of like having a resident, like a like Rita Rudner or or Carrot Top, like these people that have these like residencies in their own theaters. Yeah, I think you're talking. Oh yeah, you still think? I don't. I think Rita Rudner still has to come out there and work really hard. And I don't think anybody who comes to see Rita Rutner is like, I am a lifelong Rita Rutner fan. No, they're like, I'm going to do something tonight. What is it? This, this is just the thing I'm doing as opposed to eating ice cream. Oh, I'm going to go see Rita Rutner. Fine. Who is she? I don't know. Let's see her. But the tickets came with my key card. But, but Rita is, you know, Rita's a very, she's a very solid, quick joke writer. And so she is perfect for that environment because mm-hmm. she can like she has a high she has a high frequency of jokes and a you know all kind of crunched in like Joan Rivers where she could just fucking boom just, boom yeah, boom right boom, throw them out just a machine. But I think that's the thing is you have to be like a machine like that. I think that you're I don't know. I think it would just be emotionally tolling. It could be. You could go the route of like Brian Regan and just live out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then just go everywhere else to do comedy. Yeah. Is that where he lives in Vegas? Yeah. yeah. 
That's another thing, too. You'd have to live in Vegas. Like, spending yeah. three days in Vegas, I get a little creeped out. But also, I'm not living in the place where humans live Yeah, you would live Vegas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would live, like, in a nice place. Yeah, yeah. right. You'd live by the property, brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> live in a cave. I think, that's, like, I think that's basically like saying... Uh, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to live in. I probably wouldn't want to live near Central Park if I had to live in the zoo at Central Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it's like if someone's like, "I'm moving to Hollywood." It'd be fun I'm for a couple days with me El Capitan. Smell like shit. The what? It's like living. It's like moving to Hollywood, but living above the El Capitan or something. Oh like that. god, yeah. Just be like miserable. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a gap uh, across the street. Uh. Yeah. Oh, hi, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> hi. But I mean, also that at that point, you're complaining about. Having a life tough, but you're probably making millions of dollars. Yeah, Vegas. like that uh, Fator. Uh, Fator. Terry, Terry Fator is. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not yeah. great with names. Fator's on tour. Fator, but uh, it's Fator's tour. He the Fator. contract. The contract he signed with. Uh, it was the Las Vegas Hilton at the time. He had done America's Got Talent. He won that, and then the Hilton signed him to a 100 million dollar contract. Wow! For how long? Uh, it was for a few. For it was like five eternity. years. He's at a different hotel now with another giant contract like that. Shit. I mean, it is. You know, I think you get out of bed okay that day. You, you know? do, and you know, I'm sure you do. But so someone goes, okay, well, now you have a hundred million dollars. But are you enjoy? Are you getting to enjoy that, yeah. or are you just because? I agree with you that that doing the same set every single night. And not having as much wiggle room to experiment with stuff because you know, like, oh, the ever paying everyone's paying a lot of money. I mean, they're really expe- paying a lot of money, and every, you want to make sure that everyone has a good time, good show, so you can't workshop too much. You yeah, know? I don't know. I think it would. I mean, we are a little spoiled. Where because do you go to workshop if you're Vegas. if you're Vegas? I, you have writers, you, and then you, you just try yeah. one or two. You pepper it in, yeah. You yeah. pepper yeah. it in, but you you bookend it with a couple of like. Home runners, yeah. and then you know I think you try one or two, one show, one or two the next yeah. show, and then you and start then just make fun it of it if it doesn't work, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing too. It's like I don't know about you guys, but if I have to perform that night, especially if I have to do two shows that night, there's a certain point where I can't do that much. You know, like I, I can maybe do oh, stuff until 3 p.m. Yeah, yeah. And then I have to just like sit and chill yeah. out just so I have enough energy to physically do two shows <laughs> and like really point. bring it. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I do, it, and that's that's what you know. What though, I I kind of like the flying into a city, doing a show that night. Oh, me too. And then and then bouncing the next day and going to another city. I love that because there's something about the adrenaline of like, okay, I'm here. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, let's do this. Hey, great. Yeah, okay, I'll see mm-hmm. you. And, yeah. come, and, and it's so much better than the depression of a seven days in one city that's maybe <laughs> tiny and not that great. Yeah. And oh. it's just like, oh, okay, well, it's Groundhog Day again. Let's go and try and win <laughs> these people out over there every day. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, again, these are luxury problems because we can perform. Uh, but you still have to. I mean, that energy, that creative energy, has to come from somewhere, and it can it can sap you a little bit if you feel if you know. It, it, honestly, I don't think it matters. I no matter what anyone says, I don't think it matters how much money someone's paying you. If you were to do the same show every night over and over and over for years and years and years, you would you would go a little insane. Yeah, Chris, are you okay? What? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Jonah? Not alone? You gotta yeah. do like 700 shows in five years. Oh, man. <laughs> 700 shows? That's not no, that, that bad. That would be only like two years. Well, I'm just saying that's what we've done on this podcast. 700 oh, shows. Seven. Oh, we've done episode shows in five years. Five years. Oh, yeah, I wasn't even making the connection. Yeah. The oh, you're right. But yeah. you know what? But every show is unique. Yes. Because I know, because, yeah, we're, all, we're just yeah. chats. Yeah. We're just chatting, yeah. and everything's different. But if but if we had to have the same conversation oh my God. 700 times. That's hell. Guys, I'm going to rethink when I originally said I would love to do this Vegas thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're basically having the same conversation with yourself. <laughs> if I, so if, I if I get a little bleary eyed thinking of new hashtag wars every day, I you're right. Now listen, <laughs> the, because the the the, stri- the Vegas audience is on the strip because we did um, when I did Rock of Ages, we did it in Vegas for a week or two years before it went to Broadway. So no one knew what the show was. They were trying to sell it to Vegas and at the time Vegas passed on it. And we performed in the Flamingo Hotel <clears throat> and it was uh it was dreary because 
people just kind of roll in that just got tickets. Like there was a whole row of rascals, like people on so rascals. So literally rolling in. <clears throat> literally no, rolling I in. Thought, I thought you meant 1920s children. The yeah. little rascals just came in. so good up there. Bill Cosby still owns us. <laughs> there, but there was something about the the audiences in Vegas are they can be very much like a yeah because they don't really value you know it's like, they don't value live you just, entertainment you you're supposed to entertain me and shut yeah. up and entertain me how yeah. can I entertain you if I don't oh up? I remember remember there was one year where the HBO right after Aspen ended yeah. HBO tried to do kind of their alternative <laughs> I remember, comedy I in that year. I was there we were all there that year and I remember we were doing Kristen and I were hosting like the sketch showcase and it was just people yeah again. Just a bunch of rascals, people just eating tubs of popcorn, oh confused as to why they were there, having never seen sketch comedy before. And all these kids were like competing to like oh, win. Because and you, like they're just getting these confused audiences. As an audience, you just need to do a little bit of work. Just a little bit of effort to to just basically open up and go, I'm gonna I'm gonna be open to having a good time. But in Vegas, there's so much. It's such a culture of uh, you better fucking entertain me because I paid money and yeah. you fucking owe me. You know that people come in aggressive and defensive some of the time, yeah. and it can be a little bit of a it can be a little bit of a of a challenge. And that's why we should always pray to Brody Stevens. The <laughs> fact that Brody Stevens can warm up any audience in the fucking world. Yeah. I mean, just seeing him every day, every time I come to see you yeah. at midnight, just like, he's amazing. He's, he's just great. like, turns any, any crowd, even if they're a bunch of assholes. 3,000 shows. <laughs> I started, Chelsea. He got him, he got mad at one guy who just wouldn't refuse to not unfold his arms and yeah. just got him finally to break. It was great today. <laughs> yeah, when, when Brody flips that baseball cap around. He's ready to go. He's yeah. like, you know, it's like over the top style. <laughs> over the top style. Yeah, he's going in there. It's like, click. But he doesn't, you know, sometimes he scolds the audience a little bit. I'm like, yes. Brody, don't, please yeah. don't. You don't want to. You know. yeah. <laughs> You're not giving me enough. Like yeah. he's, it's a, he's almost like a, he's almost like. He takes a, it very personally. Like an angry yeah. theater director. Yes. Who's, who's sitting through a bad rehearsal. <laughs> Come on, people. What are we doing up there? <laughs> it's step, step, sway. Last, it's last time I was on, he was like bringing up ISIS. <laughs> like, I was like, he was like talking to the crowd. We got to go and get ISIS. I was like, oh shit, we're about to start. That's a weird thing to what put in the he just like led the crowd out of the stage <laughs> to, to get ISIS. ISIS. No. Oh, sorry. I meant ice cream. No. Everybody gets ice cream. ISIS scream. You ISIS scream. We all scream. ISIS scream. Yes. Uh, Jonah, tweet that. <laughs> I put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you, uh, what, are you promoting something right now? Uh, yeah. Roused about. Roused about. Oh, roustabout. I thought it the thing already... we talked about. Yeah. No, so sorry. that just came out on Monday. So that's what I why, or on January 26th, depending on when this comes out. And it's, t- and it's t- you guys did 10 episodes? We did nine episodes. Yeah. And it's it kind of really, we tried to edit it kind of like a, like a, a documentary, a road trip movie. Uh, so it's kind of the fe- – it's the length of a feature film if you put them all together. Now, this, awesome. might be, this might be a dumb it's question. A buddy, it's a, it it's a buddy comedy to. if your friend is the Mississippi River. <laughs> yeah. If your friend Who's is a, a talking asshole. jet ski, which it becomes an, an hour 49. <laughs> but only in your head in fantasy sequences. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. You're riding me too hard, Kurt. <laughs> oh, God. You're the Channel 101 movie I would watch. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's basically just Heat Vision and Jack yeah. yes. on a jet ski. Yeah. Season two is Heat Vision and Jack on the jet ski. Hey, you know what I just – Realize the whole Amazon um, model that they're doing. Yeah, it's just Channel 101. I did not realize that till today. (laughs) They just took Dan and and, and Rob's idea. Yeah. Once again. Once again. (laughs) Now this this might be a little bit of a reach, but I'm curious to see if there's an answer. Did you learn anything important about yourself? While being on the Mississippi River for a week straight, you got a lot of time to think, and of course I did, Chris. <laughs> okay, first the first thing I kind of was scared about was um, how much, like when those blissed out moments would occur on the Mississippi, just 
jamming on this jet ski, I definitely had to think a lot about like, am I a jet ski guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I love this so much. Like, am I going to buy a jet ski? And just be the guy that and just be that guy, like get divorced, move into a houseboat. Yeah. <laughs> start listening to, to a air supply. That has a jet ski <laughs> well, no, you, Why you're, wouldn't you're, you have a jet ski if you're out of houseboat? Yeah, your bed is a jet ski a... and then you can just like, you just wake up and go, and then like scoot <laughs> right? out. And it's like the reason you do, you get a jet ski is so your kids have a reason to come visit you. You guys want to take the ski do well? No. Want to do it? I'm going to sit here and drink whiskey. No, he does not have a yeah, jet ski. He just had a houseboat. He just has a, yeah. No, he just he was in a trailer. Wait, that wasn't a houseboat. The first what? one, the first lethal, lethal weapon. weapon. Mel Gibson. Uh, lethal weapon two. House. He might be in a he, lethal weapon two. He's in a houseboat. I think he's in a that, trailer in the first. He's one. He's in a trailer in the first one. Lethal weapon two. He's in a houseboat. Okay. I think he's in a trailer <laughs> in the, in the That's second. That's diplomatic one. immunity, right? Dipl- yeah, that was Joss Ackland. <laughs> diplomatic immunity. Just being revoked. Did you? And, what did you? So, well, when you're thinking to yourself that you're loving jet skis, yeah, is there any sort of real process in your mind of like, how much do these cost? Oh, definitely. I was thinking, <laughs> like, I went through it, like, how could I? And then I was like, where would I put it? You're and so white, you look like your last name could be Jetski. <laughs> you could change my, your name uh, to my Jet name Ski. is Sidu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kurt, Sidu. that's your first name, Sidu Jetski. You look like a guy who'd be named Sidu Jetski. <laughs> oh, you got to talk to Sidu. I would totally change my name to Sea Doo Jet Ski. That's a great name. That a, motherfucker another, jumped the river otter. <laughs> another brewski for Jet Ski. <laughs> another thing that I totally did realize and like a legitimate real thing was we, we went to the smallest town in Illinois called Kaskaskia, which has eight people who lives in it. But it used to be the um the the capital. It used to have seven thousand people. And then the Mississippi changed direction around it, wiping out everyone. Oh. Uh, in like the 1930s and now eight people live there and then every 20 years it still does flood and everyone gets wiped oh, out shit. but these people still stay here they like come back over and over and over again and I was like I was thinking like oh these people want to live in a town with only eight people they must hate people um, and uh, and I met all, I went and met every single I just walked door to door and met there's only eight people. <laughs> and, uh, and I met all of them, and they were, like, the kindest people. And it was actually just, like, this very cool thing that, like, this is, they love living there. They love living there. So that they'll even live there with the threat of being wiped out every 20 years or so just because they love their town You mean town like Los so Angeles much. and earthquakes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean yeah, exactly. exactly like Los we Angeles? Love we love L.A. We love L.A. We love so it. So much. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's like I like people I used to be scared going into the country scared of people a little bit from being a city person you right. know just be like oh no they're gonna kill me or they must hate me yeah. and it's net everybody we met was so kind that it was just like they're very welcoming the smaller the town the nicer the people yeah because they're trying to get you to uh, take a bath and uh, marinate because they're gonna cannibalize you yeah, exactly they're just plumping me up yeah they're kindness. plumping you up so that they can yeah. eat, eat your flesh because we get it yeah <laughs> Here. The Mississippi changed direction. They ate everyone in that <laughs> town, is what happened. It wasn't the river water. It was blood. Yeah, they have a pact. They have a cannibal pact, all eight of them. I can't believe you made it out alive. How's, uh, how's Kristen? Kristen's great. She's on this uh, new show. It's going to be amazing. It's with Will Arnett. No, sorry. I uh, forget Jesse it. Jesse Arnett Jr.? Nope. It's uh, uh anyway, it's gonna be a great show. It's coming out on Fox. Okay, but she's been shooting that a lot, so I don't get to see her that much. But she and it's not with Will Arnett. I'm sorry, I said that. That's all right. You're not... What Do you? You're not allowed to say what show it is. I don't. I can't remember the name of it. It's called but The it... Last Man on Earth. Yes, with Will Forte. Will Forte. Boom. Yes. Boom. My brain just stopped working for a yeah. second there. Yeah, <laughs> I like all. how you messed up one name and then just bailed. Completely. I just bailed on the whole it's thing. Not it's, Will a, it's, it's not Will Arnett. It's not Will I can't thing. do it. Yeah. Actually, I don't thing. know if she's on it. I don't know. I, I've never talked to her. I don't know. I gotta go. I, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just hear a jet ski scrape the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody dump some water under this thing. <laughs> I thought it was gonna rain again. <laughs> but she's okay. She hit her face on the pavement. Yeah, she was biking in wine country and fell on her face. God. Knocked her teeth out. Oh, Jesus. but that was yeah, that was like right in the middle of filming and everything. So she's filming with fake teeth for a little bit, and then now she has 
Her, her teeth are best. They're back. Yeah. <laughs> did she know teeth grow back? Did yeah. she ever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just, just like lizard tails. Yeah, exactly. Did, uh, did she do bits where she would take her teeth out on she stage? She did. I was trying to convince her to do more bits, but we, I, she did do it on stage a few times where she would take it out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Because uh, we did a we did a magic trick where I was like we're doing magic and then I was and then while the while I was doing something she just went like this and took her teeth out and then put it into a container and then I was like what do I have and then she handed me the container I was like abracadabra what do I have here teeth and Kristen went what she's <laughs> <laughs> just missing all of her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. That's such a, an amazing. It was great. We, we could only do it once because she only had those fake teeth for like one one week. <laughs> knock him out again. Give knock him out again. It's very funny. Give knock him out again. It was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what are you doing in the interim while the show's airing? Are you touring? I am touring right now. I go tomorrow. I don't know when this is going to air, uh, but I'm, I go to Austin tomorrow for the week at Cap City, and then I'm actually going to be doing a roustabout tour. Uh, I do, uh, it kicks off, uh, do Seth Meyers on the 25th of February and then I have a show at the bell house and then one in Dallas and then a whole bunch of dates are being added. I'm on jet ski to your town. I'm going to jet ski to your town, guys. You can ride on my jet ski. Cap City, you will enjoy. Ah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. a good club and a good comedy town, Austin. I'm ready for, I'm ready to be in Austin. Yeah. You know what's really fun is um, after one of your shows at uh, at Cap City, uh, head on over to the Velveeta Room and do like just hop on and do a late night do a late night set at the Velveeta Room. So they actually do do stand up at the Velveeta Room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it's fine. They changed it's, it though. Some other guy, some new guy bought it. Oh, it. maybe don't listen to me then. Okay. No, no, I think there's still. I think he's. Uh, I think he's still doing comedy there. But. See, that's what I'm talking about. No, but the or new guy explicitly was, said, I'm a "No Kurt Brown alerts. <laughs> yeah. We only want Sidu Jetski up here. <laughs> yeah, I have to change my name to Sidu Jetski in order to perform in Velveeta Room. That would I'm be ready kind to of do a, it. That would, that's a good character. Sidu Jetski is a great character. <laughs> you know, um, Cap City is. And and it is a, it is a great room, but it the, there are some of my favorite weird comedy sets have hap- stories have happened at Cap City. One being when Mike Furman and I used to tour as Hard and Firm before we discovered that our act was not a good comedy club act. Mm-hmm. Like we were better in music, we were better being the comedy guys in a music venue than the music guys in a comedy venue. We were playing. Our songs, which were sort of weird sketches, and we were halfway through Rodeohead, which was our bluegrass medley of Radiohead songs. And a guy stood up at Cap City and just like uh, all the way out the back of the room, <laughs> as he walked all the way out. He's not happy, and then. That was the same week because Howard Kramer was there with us. Yeah. And uh, Austin, it was an Austin night. And uh, uh, after the show, someone came up to him or us, or so we were all in a group, and someone, some guys that goes, uh, Hey, man, you're going to be all right, but you know, you ought to start doing jokes about things people know about, like NASCAR and barbecues. Like, those were the things that this guy was wow. like, everyone knows about those. You know, it was just sort of that. Wow. My worldview is everyone's worldview. It's got to be. Yeah. So, uh, but we never, none of us ever, uh, actually, yeah, none of us ever did NASCAR. But I, have I, have to, I have to pee really quick. You did it? Oh, I got to pee. I got to pee. All right, All right go. Go pee. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Let's end the podcast and leave before he gets back. That's a great. Oh, that's idea. a great idea. I feel I feel bad for doing that. Though. Well, yeah, because it's See? a mean joke. It's a yeah. fun. <laughs> but it's really funny. It's very funny. Can we climb out that window? I, I bet you we, we could. Just sneak by. We could just. It'd be really. Funny. We can just sneak <laughs> by. Okay. Yeah, we'll just we'll come back. Okay. It's gonna hurry up. Go upstairs. <laughs> There's so many other closer places you could have gone than We're up still the here. Yeah. <laughs> we ran up the stairs. I was just gonna. I'm, I'm, 
I am impressed. Two things happened. <laughs> that you Two things happened. You have a no. There's a closer place you could have ran to. <laughs> Number one, well, it it just, it, the, 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 funny, the really funny part of that to me was just hearing the steps, just hearing you guys having to come down steps. <laughs> Two things happened. Number one, yeah. I instantly had to pee as soon as we were hiding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's always the case. Yeah. That's always the case. The other thing that happened was, we were hiding. for some reason, your footsteps were very funny to me <laughs> as you walked back out, just because I knew what was coming. Yeah. I don't know why. It was just like, this poor unsuspecting fuck doesn't yeah. know he's about to come back to an empty room. <laughs> why was Kyle still here? He should have left. That's what I said. Oh, I see. You were... Guys, I loved it. It was great. Yeah, okay, great good. space work. I really yeah, enjoyed it. <laughs> like a bunch of girls. <laughs> we were it's like little girls hiding. But before we even got into the room, you could hear you guys giggling together. <laughs> Those are the footsteps. I the only thing the only, I will say the only thing that ruined the bit for me was the fact that I could see in through the window that uh, you guys were gone. Shit. Oh. Man, I opened up that weeks ago. Now I feel like <laughs> I, uh, you I, fucked it up. I really did. <laughs> I recorded us on our phone, on my phone upstairs. Uh, now Katie has to put that in. Yeah. <laughs> you record yourself peeing, right? As yeah, usual. Yeah. yeah. As per usual, the yeah. doctor asked record every pee after yeah. five. <laughs> After age five? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You want to come Here's over? My collection. at home. <laughs> yeah, just as a vault with she just has one real full room. I mean, yeah. I had some great flow when I was 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that was my glory year. So uh, that we're at an hour. That was it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. No. Oh, by the way, you're always great on At Midnight. Oh, it, thank the show, you. The show is it's made for you. So it's, I'm, I'm I glad. love being on. You were very funny tonight. You Kurt's did a great uh, job tonight. One of my personal favorites. Oh, man. Thank True you. True story. I appreciate that. I try, guys. I enjoy doing it. Good. Any, uh, anything uh, in the hopper in terms of... Uh... I'm just going to push Roustabout, guys. Go to cc.com. It's all on YouTube and as also well. donate. Yeah, donate to Heifer. You watch the videos. At the end of the videos, there'll be an opportunity for you to donate as well. And like, just tell people about it. Because like, you know, I think we made something that's, that could that could have really actually just gone on television. But it's on the web. So tell people about it. So people see it. I just want people to see it. Also, Excellent. buy your album on Kill Rock Stars. How do I land? Kill Rock Stars as well. There we go. Yeah. And also listen to the K-Hole podcast. K-Hole. Nerdist Network. I blindfold people, throw them in my car, and take them somewhere they've never been. Except for one time. It's Except for best. one time, he blindfolded me. I flipped the script. What? He yeah. flipped the script. Jonah Ray flipped the script and you brought me. to wrestle him to the ground and be like, no, you're putting this on. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a part of what I wrote with the script. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Enjoy your burrito. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top, in his Cuisinart, or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free Right now on Wondery Plus.